0: Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought you'd be further along financially by now? If so, you're not alone. Many people find themselves wanting to ditch their nine-to-five, wishing they had more time with their family. What most people want is to simply live the life that they choose and with plenty of money to do so. The good news is you can live an abundant life through apartment investing. Mark and Tamil Kenny with Think Multifamily help you take back the time and freedom so that you can live free from the stresses that burden so many. Through multifamily investing, they teach you how to set your family up for a lifetime of true success and fulfillment. They have helped hundreds of people just like you. Patrick, for example, who since working with Think Multifamily has purchased over 900 units with another 850 under contract. And at 27 years old, was able to quit his demanding job in corporate America. Regardless of your age or profession, Think Multifamily can help you create the life of your dreams. As hosts of the new Think Multifamily podcast, Mark and Tamil will walk you through the journey step-by-step to make sure you are completely set up for success. Through this interview-style podcast, you will gain a proven strategic apartment investing system and hear stories from successful investors, all to help you be light years ahead of those who try to do it alone. Subscribe to the Think Multifamily podcast today at thinkmultifamily.com forward slash podcast.
1: It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. I don't think I hyped this episode up quite
0: enough. It's the episode about leverage. Again, we're talking about the five ways that you're going to make money in multifamily investing. We mentioned forced appreciation, natural appreciation, all the different tax benefits that can apply to you. Again, talk to your CPAs and uh, we definitely talked about cash flow and the nitty-gritty of what it means to do cash flow. This episode is the one that I'm most excited about because we're talking about the four big things that leverage does for you. Okay, the four huge things that leverage can do for your pocketbook, and uh, it, here they are. In in brief, it's a risk buffer, so it makes things safer. Other people wrongfully assume that it makes things less safe to have risk. That's just plain wrong. I disagree. It's a risk buffer. Absolutely. So it protects your downside. The next thing out of four that it does is it increases your income. And I can show you how it can increase your income up to a five to one ratio. Okay, I'll show you that in this episode, how it can increase your income income or your cash on cash by a five to one ratio. The next one that I am going to share with you is principal pay down. This magical thing where other people are paying your mortgage for you on a consistent basis, which you might not be able to see the returns right now today, but when you sell that property and you have a multi million dollar mortgage and other people paid it down, it's going to benefit you. And the last one, is that you can get into bigger and safer properties. If you utilize leverage, you can get into bigger and safer properties. So again, it's a risk buffer. It increases your income uh, up to a five to one, and you are able to get a principal pay down from other people paying your mortgage. And then we also are gonna talk a little bit about how it is a, Safe. It builds. It allows you. Excuse me. It allows you to get into properties that are typically safer. So we mentioned what happened in the downturn, and in the downturn, the last downturn, um, many houses were going to foreclosures, and many uh, people were losing their four hundred one ks. During that same time, there was some asset classes that were the safest and the strongest against the uh, recession. And by using leverage, it allows you to get in to those bigger, safer properties. These episodes, and this is the last of five episodes that we are talking about the ways that you make money in multifamily, these episodes are brought to you by the Raising Money Summit. The Raising Money Summit has some incredible speakers that are going to open up the kimono and show you The details exactly what they're doing. You can go to a lot of conferences. If the only thing you want to get out of a conference is uh, fluff, then there's a lot of conferences available for you. If the only thing that you want to get out of a conference is for somebody to show you the the what and not the how, and tell you the only way that you can get the how is by joining their coaching program, then there's a lot of conferences out there that you can go to. If you want to be sold something, there's hundreds of potential conferences. If you want to learn something, if you want to take away tactical uh, information that can actually move your business forward so that you can start raising millions of dollars for your next deal, there's one conference out there that you can go to, and that's the Raising Money Summit on October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Again, it's the Raising Money Summit on October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. You can get your tickets by going to RaisingMoneySummit.com and put in the promo code podcast because my podcast listener, you, get a big discount just because you listen to the show. So go to RaisingMoneySummit.com, click on the ticket button, and pick and select your ticket, and then when you're checking out, write the big fat word in bold, podcast and that's how you will save 15% on your ticket. All right, now that I have shared who is our sponsor for this show today, let me finish talking about these four things. Let's first start with the risk buffer. Now, what do you mean, Adam? You say this buffers my risk. I was told that risk, that leverage was risky. And now you're trying to tell me that leverage is the opposite of risky. It actually protects you. And the way that we will explain this is, number one, if you have more money in the bank and not tied up into a property, and you need to do some work on the property, like replace a roof, if money's sitting in the bank, liquid and available, it's very easy for you to fix that situation and not lose the property. So let's just pretend that we had a $100,000 house and we had $100,000. Well, one person might say, I'm gonna put $100,000, I'm gonna have the house and it's gonna be free and clear and that's gonna be not risky. And they get into a situation where a storm comes through or whatever, they they didn't have insurance, Uh, there was a fire, there was uh, a roof needed to be replaced. They just don't have money sitting there. Well, this has put them into a really bad position because you can no longer take the money out of the property in order to do the work. Why? Why can't Adam, I would have thought that I could just hurry and get a HELOC. I would have thought that I could just pull out some money. No, that's not going to be the case. Now that the house, the property is damaged, you're going to be less likely to be able to pull out any equity. So it is much safer for you to get a leverage against the house or multifamily and keep the most amount of money in the bank readily available so you can take care of anything that comes up and you won't lose time or money. That's how you can be less risky. That's the first way that I'll explain the risk buffer. And the second way that I'll explain the risk buffer is if for any reason there was a huge downturn like we had in previous years well number 1 you already know that multifamily is the safest asset class which is why lenders will give it the highest amount of loan to value lenders will give multifamily a much better loan than single family uh self storage assisted living You name it, mobile home parks, multifamily is the best and always will be the best when it comes to what the banks are willing to do. And now, if you went and got the most amount of leverage against it and kept some money in the bank, that would be safe. But also, if you were able to get the most amount of leverage against it, let's just pretend like the worst thing ever happened. If you you owned it completely outright, and somebody tripped and fell, they would see that you have a ton of equity and it's more likely that if they break their finger, they can now want to try to sue you for their finger, their thumb, their wrist, and the emotions that they had when people laughed at them as they fell on your sidewalk. You're a, a bigger target. Not only are you a bigger target, but if they do take that property away from you and you have zero leverage in it, you've lost everything. And if they take the property away from you and you have a high amount of leverage on it, then they're really taking other people's money from you. Okay. So those three reasons are why it's a risk buffer, why it's going to be a little bit safer for you to have leverage on the property. The second thing is the income. You're getting bigger and bigger income, cash on cash. And in some cases, five to one. And what I mean by five to one is if you get leverage on a property, your cash on cash might go from like 8% to 12% on cash on cash, literally like what you're making every single month. But when you have uh, appreciation, you're gonna have way more appreciation in uh, property that you have an20 uh, an loan on than if you get appreciation on a property that you don't have a loan on. So let's just take a $100,000 property for an example. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you have a $100,000 property. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Now there's, Now in this property, uh, you put100,000 dollars into a $100,000 property, and when the property had its natural appreciation by 10%, congratulations, you just made 10% on your money. You had 100,000 into a $100,000 property. The $100,000 property turned into $110,000 property. And now you have made essentially $10,000, which is 10% of your original investment. But it's not the same if you have leverage. It's way better. So let's give for an example, how would that work? You buy an $100,000 property, you put in 20K. So you put in 20K, you get an 80% loan to value. What you have into it is 20 of your own money. And the property increases by 10%. It's a $100,000 property, and now it's a $110,000 property. You put in 20,000, and you just made 10,000. 20,000 10,000 that is a 50% return on your money so you put in 20 at the end of the year now you have 30 and that's a 50% return on your money so when i said it's a 5 to 1 income that's based on the appreciation on a property that you have 80/20 loan on and this will work all day every day it doesn't matter if you put if, if it's a $100,000 or a $10 million property, if it goes up by 10% and you have 20% leverage, you get five to one on the gain. Rather than just getting the 10%, you get 50%. So it's awesome. That's what I mean by uh, the, the higher amount of income when you're utilizing leverage the right way. So it is a risk buffer. I gave you three ways that it's a risk buffer. It also makes more in income. I told you that it makes more in income on the cash and cash. And I also told you how it makes way more income when it comes to natural appreciation. So you should use leverage. The third thing is principal pay down. Now, you'll say to me, hey, Adam, I get it, you, you think that it's great that this has principal pay down, but my single family has principal pay down too. So why don't I just stay with single family? Why don't I just keep doing the small stuff? Why are you trying to encourage me to be a part of a multifamily that's 100 or 200 units? Well, the reason why is if you have a $10 million loan or a $100,000 loan, which one do you want other people to pay for you? Well, me... My my uh, opinion, uh, which is the right one, is that I would rather have somebody paying my mortgage that's a $10 million mortgage. I'd rather have $10 million in debt and other people having rent due every first of the month on $10 million for the next 30 years than on just 100000 for the next 30 years because one of the ways I'll utilize the economies of scale and I will become a multi, multi, multi-millionaire on one property with less effort and less time than I will on multiple small properties with tons of effort, tons of time. So the principal pay down is amazing on anything that you can utilize with leverage, but I'd prefer for you to have a 100 or 200 or $300 property where the principal pay down was being paid on a massive scale instead of itty bitty microscopic Almost doesn't even matter scale. And the fourth thing about leverage is you can buy bigger and safer properties with leverage than without leverage. And what I mean by that is just imagine as if you had a million bucks. If you have $1 million and you don't use leverage, the, about the best you might be able to get, depending on what market you're in, is a 10plex. So you take your whole million and you buy one 10plex. And that one tenplex ha- doesn't get to have uh, maintenance, doesn't get to have uh, a, a maintenance man, a full-time maintenance man is what I mean. Um, it doesn't get to have a leasing uh, uh, agent on staff. Um, and, if, and you only have 10 units, so you, you've lost most of the economy of scale. So instead, why don't you utilize leverage? Take that million- and buy into a property that's let's say five million dollars and fifty units. Now you're starting to have more of the economies of scale. You're starting to be able to maybe not, maybe perhaps not yet be able to have a full-time maintenance man or maintenance person and a maintenance and a, a leasing agent. You might not yet be able to pay for both of them but you could probably bring one in and easily pay the bills. You'll make more money on your money, as we mentioned before, but you're in a bigger, safer property that's cash flowing more and more. And even as the bonus, here's the bonus. Why don't you flip in, instead of putting a million into a $5 million property, why instead wouldn't you want to Put a hundred thousand into a five million dollar property, and another hundred in another five million, another hundred in another five million, and get even more economies of scale, even more leverage, even uh, larger properties, even more safe properties. You're still using the same, and that's through syndication. So, I wanted to just suggest <laughs> that syndication is the way to go. Uh, but leverage definitely is is important. I hope these five episodes were valuable to you and I hope that you go and buy your ticket right now to the Raising Money Summit and I'll see you on October 3rd, 4th, and
1: 5th. Hi, I'm Ellie Perlman and I've noticed that most people, most investors don't know how to create a systemized funnel and work really hard to raise capital. Now, real estate is, is a hard work. Nobody says otherwise, but I have found a way to build a to build a really You know, robust and really um, easy system that generates hot leads straight to me. Investors are reaching out to me on a weekly and sometimes on a daily basis. So I'm able to add between three and five investors to my investor list every week. And that's with minimum effort. So on the summit, I'm going to teach you how to do that. I'm going to give you the blueprint and the step-by-step plan on how you can do the same. So you can generate hot leads of investors reaching out to you on a weekly basis with minimum effort. If you know how to do it right, it's a lot of fun and it's not as hard as you think.
2: Hi, I'm Gene Trowbridge and I'm really excited about being at Adam Adams uh, presentation on October 3rd through the 5th. I gotta tell you something that's happening to me that I'm gonna talk about when I'm at that presentation. I go to um, all sorts of events. I'm one of the preeminent uh, securities attorneys in the country and people stop by my booth and they pick up a business card. Two days later, I get a solicitation from them to invest in their deal. That's totally illegal. I need to tell you about how you should not do that. My best legal advice to you is don't do that. You don't have a pre-existing relationship with me. You don't have a substantive relationship with me. I'm going to talk about all that. And it's not just me you're soliciting illegally. It's all the other people that you haven't built the right foundation with before you go ahead and ask them to invest. So be sure to be there early on the first day to hear me talk about this because i'm going to keep you out of trouble and then be there at the end of the last day where jillian Sedotti, my partner is going to give you a rock star performance that you cannot afford to miss so i'll see you in denver october 3rd through the 5th thanks
3: hi everyone this is pili Yarusi from urusi holdings i am so honored to be speaking at the Raising Money Summit coming up in October. Um, At the summit, I'm going to talk to you about how focus gives you more success and how your passive investors will see that and trust you even more because of that, because you have the focus. I mean, all of us know that as investors, if we see that our fellow inv- fellow investor is focused, is clued into exactly what they want and how they're going to get it, we see that and we are attracted to that. So, I mean, think of the, think about that in the passive investor side. They know what they're looking for and they see it in you if they see the focus in you and Finding this focus was really, really difficult. Jason and I, my husband and I went from A to B, which was me getting my real estate license. We started flipping and wholesaling. And I found out that flipping and wholesaling, at least for us, was a job. We weren't investing our time wisely, but we learned how to do real estate. We learned more about the business doing that. We got into small multifamilies. We found a couple in in Indiana that gave us permission to look out of state, look further than than our hometown, with, within like that thirty-minute circumference that we were driving to to do our flips, we found that permission to look further. So from that, Jason saw the possibility of going bigger. Of course, at that point, I was like, "Oh no, I don't. I can't." Let me let me just focus in on this. Let me. We'll do our flipping and wholesaling, and we'll do our small multifamily. But doing a hundred units, five hundred units at a time. Wait, what? That's actually possible. And we found out that it was. So a year, two years later, we're trying to do everything at once. And we just we just figured out that we can't. And we came to the decision that we're not going to do that anymore. We started dismantling our other businesses. And we focused on multifamily. And we are on the way up because of it. And I want to show you exactly how we did it and our story that drove us to the point that we are in, at now where we are all in on multifamily on large multifamily and finding and offering people the opportunity to join us. So again, this is Pili Yarusi for the Raising Money Summit. So honored to be going there and so honored to meet you. Bye now. Hi, I'm Kathy Fedke, co-CEO of Real Wealth Network. And we started raising money for syndications back in 2009. So I guess you could say it's my 10 year anniversary. Uh, We did some things very wrong in the beginning and we are doing them very right today. Unfortunately, I'm seeing a lot of new syndicators make the mistakes that I made in the beginning and, and mistakes that are way worse than I could ever have dreamed up. So I'm excited, so excited that this event is happening. Um, that I can come and teach people how to really build a business that will be there for the long term um, and that investors will just, just be waiting in great anticipation for your next deal and have money set aside that they can't wait to send you.